Hey y'all, I'm Taylor DeHaze. I'm obsessed with all things fitness and business. I left my career as a TV reporter after 10 years to start my own fitness coaching company. I was so tired of seeing people struggle with disordered eating and misguided weight loss information. Think of this as your one-stop shop for training, nutrition, and success while navigating through life. Grab a cup of coffee, get cozy, and get ready to learn and laugh. Again, welcome to the Taylor Living Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. What's up, y'all? Today, we are going to talk about creative content on social media. So if you're listening, you've listened to the Finding Your Why, you've listened to Creating Authenticity, and now we are going to talk about putting those things together and putting out good content. And I don't just mean informative content. That's easy to do. We can all put out quality information, right? But how we deliver it, how we present it, how we set it up, how we disperse it, that's the challenging part. So today is going to be filled with quite a few tips that I hope you can take a few things from and really implement them in terms of your social media. And we are going to be focusing primarily on Instagram since that is the platform that all of us really thrive on and use and utilize most. Um, It's also what other people are using most as well. So if you have a Facebook group, keep that. If you are using Snapchat for content, um, I encourage you to switch over to Instagram stories. I know some people are still sharing various uh, workouts and whatnot on Snapchat, so I do encourage you to transition to Instagram primarily, and of course, Twitter, which we'll touch on a little bit later. So I want to talk about how to make your profile and pages really pop. So we're going to talk about, just again, my top five tips top five tips that I've really honed in on. And you guys, it was hard to come up with uh, five because I have so many little nuances. So I hope that this episode really sparks conversation for you guys and always send me an email or message me. Instagram is at taylorfit. That's T-A-E-L-E-R-F-I-T. And you can always email me at trainwithtaylor at gmail.com. So creating a content first, or creating content rather, first I want you to get a system in place and I want you to plan. I mean, really plan. So when I first launched my own company, I already was fortunate enough to have a decent Instagram following. Um, Nothing big, but I think I had about 5,000 people following me. And that was a good place to start. I had always pegged myself as somebody who was an expert in the fitness industry. I really did not share much of my TV news life on Instagram. I like to keep them separate and that's for several reasons. One, Instagram was one of my outlets. Fitness was one of my outlets. It was my hobby, it was my passion. I always knew there was more there, but for the time being, I was exploring my career in journalism. So that is where I was able to be a bodybuilder and a bikini competitor. That is where I was able to showcase the deadlifts that I was proud of. So I was fortunate enough to have a little bit of a following. 
and I had somewhat of a system, but nothing near like I do now. So when I say get a system in place, I encourage you to plan your content two weeks ahead of time minimum. If you are somebody that is a well-established coach, perhaps you have something launching, I encourage you to plan your content quarterly. Now, that may seem like a lot of planning, and it is. It is a lot of planning. But if you are somebody that wakes up in the morning and decide, you know, I think I'm gonna talk about low carbs. I think I'm gonna talk about keto, and then you just word vomit and get it out there. You are not giving your audience what they want or what they need. Now, of course, things will pop up. There will be nuances, there will be caveats, there will be exceptions to the rules like with anything, right? Example, this COVID pandemic. I had all of April planned out. I actually had just launched a six-week program for like a challenge, if you will, One week into my challenge, everybody just invested. They just all bought their food skills. They had macros. It was was great. I had the Facebook group for them. And then COVID happened and no one had access to a gym. So, you know, things change, right? And no longer did I feel like the priority was talking about macros, but it was, it focused, my shift focused to mental health, right? And whatever I needed and working from home and, going and motivation and just feeling empowered in a time of so much chaos, right? Because just like news, I might have a story that I love and you know what? Breaking news happens and you are pulled off of a story and pulled to something else. So I'm used to doing things like that and I want you to find a system and not be glued to it, be ready for changes, be ready to tweak when you need to. But what I do is I use a Google doc It is uh, my favorite thing because I can just make a Google Excel sheet. I have the date of my post. I have the day of the week. I have what the post will be about. I have a theme in mind if there needs to be one. And then I also put on there if I am trying to promote something or if that's a special time. For example, if I know I'm launching a book soon, a new ebook or something like that, I will make sure that the week before I make a note, I highlight, I do something, and then I initial off whenever it's done, and then I initial off whenever it's completed. So I can visually see how far along I am with my content, and then I can visually see what's been done, what hasn't been done. Now, in terms of how often you should post, I do encourage you to post five times a week. Maybe that sounds crazy, and, and sometimes it does. Sometimes I think to myself, oh my goodness, I don't have content right now. But I encourage you to post either Sunday through Thursday, Monday through Friday. People are on Instagram all the time. It's, it's one thing that I've noticed and even looking at analytics, there really is not a best time to post on Instagram. Now, for some of you that may have a significant amount of followers, then you may notice more trends. You may notice that your followers tune in at 9 a.m. Maybe you are somebody that has regular Instagram lives. 
If you are somebody that has, you know, Instagram live videos people can count on or things like that, perhaps you want to post along with that. Now, I will say there are times you probably don't want to post. If you are somebody that works, you know, shift work and you're working overnight, you probably don't want to post things at 3 a.m. It's not really the best time. I have found from experience that along with my email algorithms as well as Instagram coinciding, I have noticed that 9 a.m. has been a sweet spot, especially for emails, you guys. I know we're not talking about that just yet, but people are getting to their desks, they're sitting down, they're opening their personal email, things like that. So, you know, 9 a.m. is that sweet spot. So you want to get content out if you can earlier in the day rather than later. But again, just getting a plan and system matters. I also encourage you to have a theme sometimes. I saw something yesterday and it really stuck with me. If you are trying to stand out, you do not want to regurgitate content that every other coach is posting. You want to have some kind of badassery to you, whatever that means to you. We all have our vibe. Again, we found our why. We found our authenticity. We are learning to remove ourselves from that unauthenticity. So I want you to have the ability to repel followers in order to gain followers. I know that sounds crazy, but if your content doesn't stand out, it's run of the mill, it's average, you're not going to gain followers any more than you are going to lose them. And that's not a situation you wanna be in. So you wanna make sure you take a stance, you have your opinions, you have your vibe about you, and you go with it. Now I wanna talk about the second tip, the process of writing it, or not the tip, but the, excuse me, the second part rather of creating your content, writing your content. Each post should have a purpose and a flow. I want you to think back to those essays in middle school, high school, prompts, whatnot. You have a beginning, a middle, and an end. I want you to tell a story. I want you to make it flow. I want you to make it relatable. Anytime I discuss untracked meals or cheat days or refeeds or things like that, for an example, I always revert back to the fact that I've been there. I have been controlled by food. Because of that, I attract women, primarily, that are overcoming binge eating, food anxiety, food phobia. Those are the clients I attract. Those are the clients I am seeking. If you are somebody that is seeking primarily men, then I encourage you to relate your post to something that you can relate to. If you are trying to get competitors, I encourage you to post more stage photos, to show your clients on stage more, to discuss those five things I wish I knew backstage kind of posts. Because while you are giving good content, you again do not want to come across as a textbook. You want to make sure that you are still a real person. And then I want you to really focus on your headline, your first sentence, because your headline is everything. When I was in TV, I remember we would uh, write our introductions, and I'm probably maybe the only person in TV who's listening to this or who was in TV, but when you're watching television, you're either 
actually watching the news or you're in your kitchen cooking food, maybe it's just kind of background noise, whatever. My goal was always to get eyes on me. Whatever my first sentence was, I wanted eyes on me. I didn't want eyes on a phone. I didn't want eyes on their husband, in the kitchen, on their children. I wanted the focus on me. I wanted stories to matter. I wanted to resonate with my audience. I wanted them to see that I was a person they could trust and they could count on to deliver the news every day at 4, 5, and 6 p.m. It is the same thing for Instagram content. You owe your followers quality content. You have made yourself an expert in their eyes. Give them what they need. They need you. They need somebody to give them the right content, the good content, not the fake news, not the fluff, not what you think they want to hear, what they need to hear. Only you will know what that is based on your audience. Third step, I want you to solve a problem. I recently posted about uh, meal timing. I've gotten a lot of questions from my clients about what to eat before a workout, what to eat after a workout, should I work out fasted, things like that, right? Fasted is where I always get that sticking point because without going into nutrition and whatnot, some people struggle getting all their meals in, some people struggle eating before the gym, some people that are more experienced might be able to handle a fasted workout. Perhaps they're eating a heavier meal at the end of the day in order to get them through that 5 a.m. workout. Some people, maybe they're just learning macros. They're not sure how to balance their meals as well, things like that. So those fasted workouts may not be effective for them. They may not be able to handle them. So I gave them tips on how to, not only why I recommended eating a little something before workouts, but also Here's what I want you to eat. Here's what you should do. Here's something super simple that's not going to make you feel full. It's not going to sit heavy, but it's going to give you what you need to get through that workout and you can do it on your drive to the gym. Again, super simple example, but anything, right? People are coming to you for answers. Yes, information, but they want answers. Now let's talk about overcoming writer's block, the fourth part of creating your content. This is where your relationships come into play. Use your stories and poll your audience. Ask them, what are you struggling with? What are you, or excuse me, you are the expert. So set up your questions in order for them to answer what you need. I talk a lot about nutrition. If you guys are coaches, I'm sure you do too. There's a lot of nuances in that. For example, I do not post about ketogenic diets. I do not post about Whole30. I do not post about things that are super sciencey because I am not a registered dietitian. I am not a biochemist. I am not somebody who is following a ketogenic diet, nor do any of my clients who really come to me. While I may touch on it here and there for myth-busting or just simple information, you want to see what your audience needs in order to write to them. So if you wake up one day and you're planning out your content calendar 
and you have a few days or even a week where you're like, man, I don't know what to write. Look at some influencers that you follow. Look at your core nutritionals family. Look at athletes you look up to. Look at business mentors you look up to. Perhaps you take a break from fitness content and post on motivational content. Perhaps you give tips to those who might be starting their own business like you. That is what I love to do. While fitness is valuable, it's not the only thing I have to offer. My followers want to see what I do on the weekends. They want to see where my favorite coffee shop in Cleveland is. They want to see what I put on my face at night before bed as a moisturizer. As stupid as it sounds, they want to see you in so many ways. So ask your audience what they want and they will tell you. And then finally, I want you to share the heck out of whatever you do. So if you're writing separate content for a blog, for Instagram, for emails, stop. While 60% of your audience might subscribe to your emails, the other 40% do not. Y'all, research shows that 60%, if not a little more, of the population reads emails first thing in the morning. So don't let your bomb content only sit on one platform. If you have a great Instagram post, I want you to share it to your email. I do this a lot. What I do, though, is I make sure it's staggered. So that way... If you read my Instagram post, three weeks later, I might expand on it a little more in an email, unless the content has to come out that week. For example, COVID content, working from home content, all that that we're dealing with right now. But I want you to put it on your Facebook and maybe you tweak it. Maybe your intro is a little different. Maybe use a different photo, things like that, but share it everywhere. You don't work so hard to create one caption to only share it in one place. Share it, share it, share it. Now let's talk about tips to create the best content. Tips that are going to help you make your content go from good to amazing or average to the best. First of all, people want to see you, not your coffee, okay? They don't wanna see your food. They don't wanna see a picture of the new supplement you got. They want to see you with all of that. They want to see you with the coffee, with the supplement, with the meal. Is it stupid to post a picture of you holding a bowl of salad? Maybe you might feel a little silly, but y'all, it works. I'm telling you, it works. So this is something that I started doing a few months ago, and I have noticed growth in my Instagram. Now, Again, I'm not somebody that has hundreds of thousands of followers, okay? But I will say my followers grew by about 500 people in a month. 500 in one month. And for me, that was a significant amount. It took me from 6,500 to 7,000. Here is what I did. At first, I was staggering between me, food photo, me, food photo, maybe not every other one, but every few. Then I would throw in a quote here and there. Um, Maybe I would take a pretty portrait mode picture of my favorite supplement, of my favorite coffee shop, maybe of my nails, whatever, right? There was always a hodgepodge. 
And even though the majority was me, if you looked at my grid, meaning the first nine photos you see, I would say about three to four of them were not my face or me. So what I want you to do is I want you to build a bank of photos. I want you to either hire a photographer, find somebody who can use your portrait mode uh, setting, and just take an afternoon and take photos. Have a few outfits, take photos. Take kitchen photos. Take photos outside. Take photos at the gym. Whatever it is, take a few photos and have them ready. You should not be scrambling for photos the day that your content comes out. Figure out who exactly you want to reach, just like your target audience in your business. Like I said, figure out your grid. I like to do tight, medium, wide. So a tight shot of my face, a medium half body shot, and a wide shot. Maybe it's me in my kitchen, maybe it's me at the gym, whatever it is. But tight, medium, wide, tight, medium, wide. And it looks nice. You want to also think about color patterns. I know this is like very silly and you might think, what the hell? I am not like... I'm not a Photoshop wizard, Taylor, and me either, guys, me either, but people like aesthetically pleasing things, and if you're going to put all this work into creating badass content, you want to make sure people are looking at you. Now, I mentioned photos of you, and here's why. I guarantee you, if you go back and look at a photo of you, how many likes it got versus a photo of your protein sludge or whatever, it got way less likes than the photo of you. I don't care if you are a beauty queen or if you feel like you don't, you're like, oh man, people don't want to see me. Whatever. It's not true. It's not true. People come to you for you. By reading your content and seeing your face, people are able to connect with you on a deeper level. So that is why you want to make sure they see you. You might feel narcissistic at first. Don't. It works. This is how people connect with you. They come to your page for you. Give them what they want. Now, select the right, selecting the right hashtags can be challenging, and I see mess-ups on this all the time. So you want to make sure your hashtags go along with your post. Exactly. That's step one. So if your photo is of you at the gym, just at the gym, working out, you do not want to say hashtag macros, hashtag flexible dieting, You want to make sure whatever's in the photo is what you are hashtagging. You also want to make sure when you're hashtagging, you see how many followers are following that hashtag. If it is more than about 500,000, really more than like 100,000, don't use it. It's going to get lost in the abyss. I don't know the last time, you guys, I have used hashtag macros or hashtag workout, hashtag IIFYM, hashtag Monday motivation. All of those hashtags may seem like a good idea, but you're wasting your time. You are getting lost in the abyss. Start using hashtags closer to you to get a closer audience. Hashtag Cleveland, hashtag whatever your area code is, hashtag Cleveland personal trainer, hashtag Cleveland virtual coach, hashtag virtual coaching, whatever you want to use, but you make sure that your hashtags are not going to get you lost. Now, if you're using hashtags that don't make sense, 
there is a chance you could be shadow banned. There's not a lot of research on this, but I will point it out because it is something to talk about. So shadow banning is something that Instagram will do without notifying you. So if I have a photo of me in the kitchen meal prepping and I start saying hashtag workout, hashtag home workout, hashtag whatever, and it's all workout related, I could possibly get shadow banned because I am promoting false content essentially. That is how Instagram sees it. What they will do is they will ban you. They will prevent your posts from showing up in feeds related to certain hashtags and that only inhibits you. Now, again, you will not know when you're shadow banned. So it's better to just not do this. It's a very weird thing that Instagram is doing, but I would say just double check your hashtags. If you are somebody that copies and pastes the same 20 hashtags every time, stop, change them up each post. Yes, you can use certain ones several times. That may work for you. Perhaps you have some that are your brand. That makes sense. However, make sure your content correlates with your hashtags. Third thing, I want you to go live. Get your story, get on your story, and show who you are. This is where your authenticity shines. So I don't mean necessarily going live live. I just mean get on your story. So this is where you draw in potential clients by showing them you are a real human. Think of this as getting a backstage look at the show, right? We all get so excited to go to the concert, but what is our favorite band doing before to hype them up? What are they doing after? Guys, people are so sick of perfection. They're so sick of it. Your glamour shots at the gym are great. They resonate. But what about when you first wake up? What are you doing? What do you look like? What are you wearing? What does your face look like without makeup on? What do you struggle with? Where are your struggling points? Why are you also human? While you are a superhero to your followers, you also need to be human to them as well. I still want you to stay on brand though. So this is not necessarily the part where you maybe get on there and show you getting drunk at bars on the weekends and acting unprofessional. Again, I don't think I need to really go into that detail, but you wanna make sure that you still stay on brand. That doesn't mean you are fitness all the time. That doesn't mean you do not show yourself having a good time. However, stay on brand with your content. And four, let's talk about a few things that you should and should not do. Be consistent. Again, you have to let people know when to expect new content, when they can show up, and what you are going to be serving them. Like I said, again, never create and publish in the same day. Have your content done at least two weeks ahead of time. If that sounds overwhelming, I want you to start with a five-day cycle, just like your workout split. Think of it like that. You know what your workouts are for sure ahead of time. I want you to have the same routine with Instagram. You wake up, you post, it's already done. I keep my captions on a Google sheet. It's very easy for me. If you are coming at your work from a place of stress or fear, it is not going to be amazing. You guys, if you are just starting your own company or maybe you've been at it for a little while and you're worried about growth, that's not going to help you. Nothing good comes from fear. Remember, the world will not crumble if you are not publishing exactly on the same time or if you miss a day because you're sick. Remember to give yourself grace. Just like for check-ins, 
My clients know that there is one day a week that I do not respond to emails. Unless it's an emergency, my clients do have my cell phone. However, I don't respond on Saturdays. Saturdays are my day for me. They are my day to see friends. They are my day to just take a break. And the same thing goes for your posting. Guys, some days you're going to wake up, especially if you're working from home. There's going to be days you need a mental health day. There's going to be days you're sick. There's going to be days that you are just not on. It is okay. Give yourself grace. Focus on the mediums that you love the most and don't force anything. Take your skill sets and your giftings and use them to share your content. If you hate writing, do not start a blog. Perhaps start a YouTube channel. If you like talking, start a podcast. Maybe you don't want to be on camera. Start a podcast. If you know that you're photogenic, make your Instagram beautiful. And even if you're not, you have the tools to succeed. You do. You have more than you realize, guys. A few tweaks makes good go to great. And finally, I've touched on this a few times, but reiterating it one more time, connection is going to be that piece of the puzzle that makes people have to have you for your product or your service you're offering. You could have the best service in the world. You could be the best coach in the world, but if you can't sell you, doesn't matter. Now, I do want to touch on Twitter really fast because I have received a lot of information, excuse me, a lot of questions on how to become verified. Now, I am verified and it did take a little while. I will say the last time I checked, which was uh, two days ago, <laughs> Twitter is no longer accepting verification applications. I don't know if that is COVID related. However, I will say to become verified, if you go to Twitter's website, it's easier to do it on a laptop or a computer versus your phone. I think that's the way you have to do it, but you do have to prove that you have been published somewhere. You also have to have a legitimate website and then you send them that information and usually you will get accepted. Again, you have to have published content. I do not mean Instagram, I mean your name on a byline. This is why news sources are verified most often. Hello, I will use myself as an example because I did get verified when I was in television news. Fitness makes it a little more complicated, but that is how you do it. Use it, use your Twitter. If you have that check mark, if you have that check mark, y'all, Use it to your advantage. Use Twitter. Copy and paste your Instagram stories. As silly as that sounds, people like seeing that blue check mark. It makes them feel like they are secure with you, they can trust you, all of those good things. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you got some information out of this, if not a lot. I know creating amazing content is something that I have really been working on for the last year. And as you grow your business, Again, you want to make sure that you remember that why you stay authentic, authentic. I cannot speak that you stay authentic, true to yourself. One take, right? Only one take guys. And you use that authenticity and that removal of the inauthentic parts of yourself to create somebody that really shines. Again, you want to take a stance. You want to stick with it. You want to have content that's not like somebody else. Even if there is a coach that you love, that you aspire to be. Look what they do, but don't mimic them. 
Make your pages pop, y'all. And again, if you have any questions, you can follow me on Instagram. Send me a message at TaylorFit, T-A-E-L-E-R-F-I-T. You can send me an email, trainwithtaylor at gmail.com. And my website is tailoredtraining.com, T-A-E-L-E-R-E-D, training, T-R-A-I-N-I-N-G.com. You guys have a great rest of your day and thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to the Tailored Living Podcast. If you're looking for any nutrition, coaching, programming, or a combination, head over to tailoredtraining.com. You can always send me an email at trainwithtaylor at gmail.com. And of course, follow me on Instagram at taylorfit.com.